Blog Talk Radio. Why I pray is the way I do. I pray is the way I do. 
I'm nothing, but it set my feet on a rock to stay. Thank you,
We are snared by the words of our mouth, the scripture says, and so we're always supposed to be speaking the end result, not what we're going through. Y'all know that. You don't need me to teach you that, right? Anyway, I am Brother Seth again, uh, and you're listening to the Five Smooth Stone Network. Before I uh, go a step further, I want to go ahead and get a few things out of the way look early and quickly that uh, normally um, do every week, and that is to encourage every single one of you that are that, is, that are tuned in to this network to follow the show, follow the show. Uh, we really are trying to push this uh, uh, because we want uh, we want to help as many people as possible with these programs, and you can't help if if they can't hear. You know, the scripture says it like this: How should they hear without a preacher? And, uh, so uh, we would definitely. Um, and I know about the preaching side of all of us too. Uh, where the scripture says, uh, "You need not that anyone should teach you," but y'all know what I'm talking about, folks. We need to to be able to get these reminders sent to some of us because we're so busy in our lives, and some of us just simply, simply don't have time to um, to uh, check our email like we are, like we, you know, like we're like we should, and. Uh, this is a reminder sent directly to your Facebook and your Twitter account without you doing anything. It won't send any uh, junk mail. It just simply will remind you when Five Smooth Song is on the air. So, again, follow the show. Uh, again, we don't ask any money or anything like that from you. And you guys are getting, uh, I say guys, but ladies and gentlemen, y'all are getting some very good programming. You're getting some powerful uh, revelations, teachings. Uh, the Father have definitely spoken over these nearly 400 shows. No doubt about that. I know we're not always in the spirit 100% of the time on this show. But, folks, you can't deny that you've heard some things on this show that is really transforming. Because you've heard some things on this show that has been lined up, lining up with Scripture. And that's all we try to do. And uh, really and truly, the Five Stone Network is nothing more than a network of brothers and sisters that talk about things that you just not, you won't hear Sometimes in most churches, okay, uh, um, it's just hard topics, topics that the Father is, I should say, words, wisdom, uh, revelation that the Father definitely is speaking. But for some reason, our pastors and leaders and, and uh, religious institutions and, and, and educational uh, centers of the world will not teach these things. Again, the Five Thought Network is nothing more than brothers and sisters along with myself that teach, preach things that the Father truly is saying, but you just can't hear them in, in institutions where they should be taught. That's all it is. We don't major in those we just teach whatever the Father is saying. Some of the things we share is taught in the churches and mosques and uh, religious institutions and educational centers. But most of the time, it seems what we talk about is in your Bible. The Father is saying it. I mean, he's literally saying it. But because it's politically incorrect, makes people feel uncomfortable, you can't get the teachings where you should. So that's all we're trying to do tonight, folks. We don't want to waste no time. We're very serious on this network. We're very, very serious. And y'all know this. Y'all know what the scripture says. Where there are two or more gathered in my name, 
there I am in the midst of them. So for sure, for sure, the Father is in our plans if we submit to him. In all thy ways acknowledge me, and I will direct your paths, what the scripture says. So again, welcome to uh, tonight's show. Folks, tonight's show is a surprise topic. It is a surprise topic. Um, we got a lot of things coming at you. And uh, it's not just one topic. It's a collage of topics I have. Uh, and uh, we'll just see how the Spirit leads it as to which we'll talk about. So uh, it is topics on the table. And you'll see as we go. But uh, it's, it's, again, it's just not one surprise. It's several topics that we're going to talk about again. Things the Father is saying. But you can't hear it in a lot of your religious institutions as well as your educational centers. I want to do a little, something a little special. Uh, I have a brother, uh, many of you know, uh, uh, a gentleman that goes by Brother Malachi, Apostle Malachi. Uh, but he's on the phone, and I want him to talk about a debate that's coming up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, and I'll let him just go into it, really. Um, so those of you that live in Dallas-Fort Worth area, this Shabbat coming up on Saturday, or the Shabbat, uh, he will be debating. It's actually uh, probably sundown, not probably at the end of the Shabbat, more like. But anyway, this Saturday for sure, he's going to be uh, debating with a gentleman, uh, a Muslim, or a person that, that follows Islam. And as you know, that he is a, for sure a Hebrew-Israelite, or one of those that just simply acknowledge what we already are. It's not something you can join. When we talk about Hebrew, Hebrew, it's not something you can join. You either it by blood, or you're not. It's just as simple. And we believe that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. So he is just simply acknowledging that, believing in that. Of course, the Messiah uh, uh, is his guide. I know for a fact his brother believes in the Most High. He believes in his word. He believes in the Messiah. Some call him Jesus. Some people call him Yeshua. All these various names. But brother Malachi definitely, for sure, believe in this Elohim, and he is going to be uh, coming on here any second here as soon as I get to him in here. Okay. Again, folks, this is Brother Malachi, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas, talking about a debate coming up this Saturday. Eric code 817 Brother Malachi, are you there? Hold on a second. Make sure I grab the right line. Okay. Eric code 817 Three five oh, brother Malachi, you there? Okay, folks, I don't know. I got a little issue with his line. I'm gonna come back to him. But anyway, he's gonna be debating a a a, a, a brother that uh, Islam brother or Muslim uh, this Saturday, and, we, and I'll let him talk about that a little later on. But while I'm waiting on him to answer his phone line, I'll, I'll just come back to him in a little bit. But folks, listen, I'm just gonna read the show's description. It's real short. Uh, tonight, tune in to Blog Talk Radio for a surprise topic on the Five Smooth Star Network. Okay, and I went on to say show kicks off at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, December 11, 2018. Phone lines are limited, and they are. Speaking of the phone lines, we have quite a few of you already on the phone lines and in the chat room. Go ahead and just speak your heart. Speak whatever the Father have uh, on uh in, I'm talking about the chat room right now. Go ahead and type your question, I meant to say, in the chat room, whatever's on your heart. Go ahead and just speak it, uh, type it, rather, and Brother Seth will get to those questions as soon as I can, all those comments. Again, folks, I'm just a servant tonight. I am just your servant tonight. Uh, Sister Eliana 
and uh, will not be joining me. It's just going to be your brother going solo tonight along with the callers. The question and comments we have from the phone lines, uh, that's what's happening tonight. Sister Eliana, again, will not be joining us. She has something very important. That's a very busy lady. You know, I think she wears like five or six hats. I've never seen, well, I ain't going to say I've never seen, but very few ladies do as much as she do. But anyway, she won't be joining us tonight. Um, uh, anyway, so listen, folks, uh, I wanted to just say a couple more things and then we're going to get into this, uh, the first topic that uh, I have on the table. I uh, wanted to uh, remind everyone to go ahead and text that link that you got sent to you to your friends at this time and family members and let them know that Firefall Stone is on there. This is going to be a wonderful time. I'm telling y'all, we got about um, four topics coming at you, and they are really, really something. So I really um, think y'all will not be wasting your time tonight. Um, so tonight is going to be, again, surprise topics. We're going to just let it, let it flow, and you'll see what I mean by they will be uh, definitely um, relevant, uh, powerful, inspired, and just where you live, folks, just where you live. Um, I'll tell you the first one, just so we know. The first thing I'm going to be talking about tonight, I met with about six pastors on yesterday, and... Uh, I have to share with you what happened when a young lady walks in and asks, what is the proper name of God? How these pastors responded to her. It is so typical of our people and where a lot of us at. How they just kind of blew off. And there was the one, there's always one or two of us that will go in and try to show love and and, and meet her where she's at. But for the most part, these other pastors was kind of like blowing off, like, you know, who are you? And we're going to talk about the church, the modern-day so-called black church, and why we're having such a hard time getting a lot of our pastors to embrace a lot of these young people with these questions in church. A lot of them are learning and they're serious about their relationship with the Father. Yes, they are. They may not be perfect. They're, not, they're young. You know how it goes with young people. And so they are learning and asking serious questions. And uh, some, of their, some of their hearts is just as golden as, as some of the senior people. But yet, when they come to these institutions, we do everything but answer their question. I'm going to also couple that with a pastor on my job that I spoke with who I think is, has a golden heart and he's probably listening and so I want to talk about my conversation with him as well um, as these pastors at this um, that I've met on Monday so we're going to talk about the so called black church why is it that it's so hard so hard to get truth in a lot of these institutions and I want to say this before I say another word I respect more than any institution on the planet. I respect the church, the body of Christ. It is the most powerful institution on the face of our earth. Nothing tops the church. I think it's the wealthiest. And I'll play that song that I came on with, and no one knows. It's still in my spirit. By the way, that that song we came on with is by uh, Nigerian praise and worship leader Sinach. Sinach. But uh, 
play no one knows again in the background that's in my spirit but listen folks it, the church is the most powerful institution there is nothing that come close to it you name the government uh, the department like the CIA or FBI or, or anything happening um, any, any powerful institution on the earth you just name it all of them have people running it and those people most of the time attend some church and their belief system is what's fueling whatever they're doing, good or evil. Either they misunderstand the scriptures or they understand the scriptures, but we are a product of our belief system. And the, 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 the engine behind our belief system is the church. How can you get more powerful than the institution? So anyway, folks, we're going to be talking about that is our first topic. But then we got some other topics coming. And you'll see what I mean. We're going to not waste your time tonight. Again, this is Surprise Topics on Fossil Song Network. If you missed last week's show, you definitely want to Google Fossil Song Blog Talk Radio and just check out our last week's show. It was an open forum, and we, Sister Eliana, just kind of hit a lot of topics. We dealt a lot with technology. We talked about several things on that show. You might want to tune in if you missed last week's show. Okay, it was open forum. Again, all you have to do is Google. Five Swiss Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to get all of the shows. We've done over 400, well, nearly 400 shows. Okay, folks? Been doing this since 2011 with, with, with various uh, people, regular everyday people that love the Father. Some are more, uh, um, how should I say it? Just various careers, various just just people, folks. Okay, but I try to find people that are really serious with their relationship with the Most High. I try to find people that that is really uh, strong in the Scriptures, believe in the Scriptures, accept the. The, the, the creator and his messiah uh, a lot of them still say Jesus that's why you hear a lot of the songs even the songs I'm playing in the background right now you hear Jesus a lot on this network because we believe that our foreparents were calling on the proper uh, on the right God uh, we think that our prayer should be to Yahweh or Yahweh that's the father who sent his son and through his son's life and teachings, we believe we have access to the Father. And so, many of us still say Jesus, and we send everything to Jesus, we pray to Jesus. But again, I believe that our foreparents that did that was praying to the right Elohim. I know that they created that J and all of that, but it's not so much what you call a person, it's, it's what is your heart. People call me Sid, Cedric, and folks, that is not my name. It is not my name. My name is Seth, like Beth, Seth. But most people do not call me Seth. They call me Sid, S-E-T, Sid, Cedric, and I answer to all of it. Why? Why? Because I know their heart. So tonight, this is the kind of people... um, I was just, I feel like to say, um, just like tonight's show, um, 
we're seeking the most high and we've done that with various people with beliefs in this uh, Elohim or this God and his son Yeshua or Yahweh Shah or Jesus so I was saying that so tonight is no different we're going to be uh, having brothers and sisters on that call on the same Elohim and uh, again I don't want to make this out of a Bible study I'm not afraid of Bible studies and we do have Bible studies on this network but I don't want to scare off a lot of people because a lot of people they just, uh, you know, with we, a spiritual warfare family and friends, we have to be wise. And so what I try to do is I, I'll post a topic, and that's when I'm going to have a Bible study. You'll hear me mention all kind of topics in the scriptures, and that's when we have a Bible study. But tonight, we're just going to talk about some of these things that are going on in our world, in our community. And uh, it's just not quite a Bible study. You'll hear a lot of scriptures uh, because that is our foundation. So in a sense, it is a Bible study, but in a sense... We'll definitely open up to your question or comments uh, on the topic uh, at hand. Again, we'll probably have about four here in a little bit. So um, I want to try to reach out to Brother Malachi again. Again, this is a uh, debate happening in Fort Worth, uh, and I'll let Brother Malachi come on and talk about that. If the brother's on the line, and let's try his line again. We had a little trouble with his line earlier. So let's go back to 817-350 and try Brother Malachi again. Uh, Brother Malachi. Are you there? Okay, so I don't know what's going on with that, brother. Brother Malachi, if you can hear me, press 1, and we'll bring you on when it's time, okay? All right, folks, listen. So listen, uh, like I said the other day, yesterday I was with uh, some minister friends of mine. Every once in a while, uh, uh, I'll go by and see these brothers, and uh, and we'll talk about various things. And uh, I'm not a part of their group. They have like a group where they go out administering and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't do all of that. But I do go with them and, and uh, share a lot of the knowledge that the Father has given me. And I also receive uh, of information knowledge that they impart as well. Well, listen what happened the other day, yesterday. A young lady comes in. I know the Father's behind this. He always does things like this to kind of wake us older people up to get us to listen to this young generation. And... Uh, of course, I think we dropped, well, I'm not going to say we, but the ball was dropped royally, I think, on yesterday uh, by these ministers. In the end, we did kind of, um, um, uh, 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 they did, I should say, embrace this young sister, but there was two black ladies that came into this uh, restaurant, and uh, it was just all chilling at McDonald's is where they go. They all kind of go there. And because this McDonald's is actually owned uh, by uh, uh, a black gentleman, uh, you know, a.k.a. Israelite, African-American. And it's a really nice McDonald's, and he just renovated and did a lot of things. This is a really uh, a nice uh, McDonald's. But these ministers have chosen this place to go, and, uh, of course, they'll, they'll patronize the place. And and, uh, and they'll, they'll just share. they talk about the Father, and they get pretty pretty heated at times um, in terms of they pretty animated I meant to say they just minister these are ministers Baptists all types it's just a, and they go out into the rest homes they do all kinds of things but they kind of they like to kind of meet their McDonald's okay and McDonald's have allowed them to come in and they actually welcome them and even the owner welcomed these ministers because he knows what that meant to have these this many ministers in one McDonald's and young, a lot of young people come to this McDonald's and ask questions from these seniors. I'll tell you, it's a blessing. 
you know, you, you, you pay for what these gentlemen offer. They're there from, like, I guess 9 a.m. to, like, maybe 2. And, uh, folks, you, you literally have to pay money to get the kind of counseling that these uh, that these uh, ministers offer just sitting there uh, drinking coffee. I mean, if you walk up and ask them, for instance, um, like the sister did, she says, what is the name of God? Now, I want y'all to listen to this. <laughs> a young African-American lady saw six very well-established ministers. Some of these people have been all over the world. I mean, I'm serious. It's, again, this is in Fort Worth, or Oakland, and Miller. And uh, they're there on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And you can go there and get counseling, prayer. I'm very serious at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't go that often, and they kind of get on me from time to time, but I live way, way in Eulis. But anyway, let me tell you what, what happened. The sister asked, what is the proper name of God? The first minister said, well, Jesus. And she shook her head like, no. Now... In church, this particular ministry, these particular ministries, you don't hear that often, that response. No. She wasn't rude when she shook her head like, no, that ain't it. You know, this is her elder. But I applaud what she did because none of us is above reproach. And I watched all of this go down. I knew where she was going, but I didn't say anything. So the one minister gets up and goes sit by her. I guess he kind of perceived where she was at. And he is, he along with myself are the only two that really kind of supported the sister, at least at the beginning. And the sister was saying, he was saying with Jesus, he said, the Bible said you should call his name Emmanuel. And she just kind of looked. And then she said, but what is the father's name? And the gentleman said, well, Jesus. He said, what do you think the father's name is? And she says, it's Yah. <laughs> Now listen to this, people. I told y'all we got some prayer tonight. Many of you say God, or you say Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, as I said earlier, lots of people mispronounce my name. But I look at them when they call me. Are they looking at me? If they're looking away from me and calling my name, I don't answer. But if they're looking right at me, their heart is saying, I'm calling you. That's why I don't get bent out of shape over Jesus on this show. Okay, what nobody says, we'll always probably hear J-E-S-U-S on this network because I believe these people's heart is calling after the Father, and that's really all I'm interested in. I mean, I'm interested in people that don't call after the Father, but it's a different relationship. So anyway, this young sister, seemed to be about 29 years old, asked this question. Now, you got to understand how the Father does things. He'll set things up. The, the restaurant is full of young people. Yes, they're everywhere. And they hear this because they're kind of, not loud, but you can just really hear in this restaurant. And the gentleman said, Yah, she says, she, he, she said, she says, Yahweh. He said, oh, you're talking about the Hebrew. Okay. And then he says, now that's what his words are, the, the main gentleman that's speaking. He says, oh, you're talking about the Hebrew. Okay, okay. And then she went on to say, and his son's name is Yeshua. Oh, Yeshua. 
And I know some people say Yahweh Shai and all this. He's a variation of the same word. And uh, he turned back around and started talking to the other ministers. And he says, he started quoting scriptures about how, you know, uh, if there's any other doctrine, you know, stick with the Bible. No, he was telling her, stick with the Bible, stick with the Bible. And he just kind of, in his own way, with lots of support from the other ministers, was saying all these people going all this this different stuff. You got to stick with you got to stick with the Bible. And one minister gets up and kind of kind of act like he's in the pulpit and begin to kind of start talking a little loud, getting a little emotion, talking about what the angels say and all of this. In other words, trying to tell the sister stick with the Bible. And I said this in defense of the sister. I said to her. I see where you're going, sister. That's a very good. And I'm not trying to make myself look good because there are times when I misstep, just like these ministers. I don't want to put them down like I'm some, uh, you know, look condescending to them. But I want us to understand this whole God, Son, Father versus the Son, the proper names you call. This is very serious, folks. I mean, I mean, if, I mean, in terms of talking to a young person that's coming asking the question. It's very serious, and it's also serious because the Bible talks about calling on, uh, you know, using his proper name. It does, it does address this. So we have to follow the scriptures. These ministers didn't know. I guess they forgot about that part of the scriptures. But anyway, I said to them, I said, "Do y'all ever say the word Hallelujah?" And they said, "Yes." I said, "Are you aware Hallelujah is spelled with a J?" And they said, "Well, yeah." Listen, to this folks, this is how. No offense, uh, again, to anyone listening, any faith, I, I really mean that. My heart is, I believe in the church, like I said earlier, one plan. And the church, of course, is composed of ministers and, and laymen. So if I say they're the most powerful institution, I mean that. I will also say, I'm going to say it like this, they're the most powerful institution. And they're also the biggest stumbling block to humanity. All at the same time, this church, the church, is the most powerful institution, meaning they have the potential to be, I should say, the most powerful institution. They have the money, they have the bodies, they have they have the wealth. Nothing top, nothing can come close to the church, even corporations. Nothing, and because they have this potential. And because the Most High have ordained them and anointed them to, to 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 be His kingdom and to be up on the earth, this giant hospital for humanity, and they don't do that, that make the church the most wicked institution. Now, let me just slow this down and, and explain to y'all what I meant. In the Bible. It says, "Thou shalt call his name Jah, Jah." This is your Bible. You, you can't. You, what you gonna do? Throw it away? In Psalms 68 and 4, Psalms 68 and 4, it says, "Sing unto God." That name G O D wasn't there at first. There was Y, Yod, H, Hav. That's the Hebrew uh, pronunciation. Again, Y H W H, Yod, Hav, Wav, 
Cave. Yod, Y, then there was an H. Uh, Hayes, then there was a W. Wav, then there was an H. Hayes. This is what the original, this was in the original text when uh, these translators came across the scripture. Sing unto yod hey wad which could be Yahweh or Yahweh. And then it goes on to say, sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth among the heavens by his name, Jah. Now it's got the word J-A-H, and rejoice before him. So this is how many feel like it, re it reads. It would have said, sing unto those letters, you, yo, you, I'm just, y'all bear with me here. I got to just do one thing at a time here. Okay. Scripture says, sing unto God, sing praise to his name, exalt him that rides upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. Okay. Now, I believe that J was added. Let me tell you what I believe this read. This is what he read. I'm not, I'm not speculating, folks. This is if, if you get old enough translations, you'll see what I'm talking about. They added this J. The J is, is a new alphabet. So when you see J, just remember that was a Y initially. That's where the word Yah come from. If you don't believe that, you say, well, I don't know about all that. When you say hallelujah, it's spelled the end of hallelujah, the spelling is J-A-H. But nobody say hallelujah because the church world know there wasn't the J. So many people just put the Y there and say hallelujah. Every once in a while you'll see hallelujah spelled with the Y, but most most spellings is hallelujah, J-A-H, hallelujah. So this little young sister was correct. That's the name of the Father. So that is Psalm 68 and 4. Again, some people say it reads, Sing unto God, sing praises unto his name, extol him that ride upon heaven by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Many of us believe that's the way they read. So anyway, uh, folks, that's what I want to share about. Uh, 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 and I do think... I do think in the Bible there is the word God. Let me just say this really quick, a little side road, and then we're going to get more into what she was saying. And the minister's response is more importantly to her. Uh, I do believe that there was other gods, like when the Bible says, and, these, and the nation of Israel serve other gods. There's a word called Elohim, and I don't want to turn this into Hebrew, Greek again. I don't want to scare nobody off. But folks, you gotta, we gotta get dig deep sometime and get into some uh, into the teachings more. But I tell you what, let me just do this for time's sake. I'm looking at um, brother. I uh, don't want to forget this brother, brother uh, Malachi. If you are able to share now the information about the debate.
go ahead and press one. I'm trying to get, I, I got these little notes here, and I want to check you off and move on. So if you're in, if you're in okay, there he is. We'll come back to that because I got to get this brother, uh, because this right here, this topic is, is the first topic on the table. The minister's response to the young sister that says, what is the name of the father? What is the name of the son? And this response to these six established ministers to this young lady, and then not to mention the response from others at McDonald's that heard this, another young lady comes into the picture. I'm telling you, this is a very juicy, but informative and uh, really uh, 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 something that we can learn from because a lot of us are that young, uh, a lot of us are that young lady, uh, is a young lady in uh, McDonald's. A lot of us are asking our ministers, what was his name? Uh, uh, what was his son's name? Uh, who are the Israelites? Or, or what do you have to say about this movement? And so question again is why ministers why the churches respond to not just I mean, if I could put a title on this little short little one the, the first topic on the table uh, I guess you could call it a table topic would be why is the church so negative towards knowledge why are the ministers so negative towards knowledge uh, especially when they don't know it because they don't know everything. Let's go to the phone lines and, and, and talk to Brother Malachi about this debate coming up this Saturday, and then we will um, finish that here in a second. So, all right, Brother Malachi, Eric Code 817 you got a very important debate coming up this Saturday for the people in the Dallas Fort Worth area. You want to tell us about it, Brother? Yes, yes. Um, um, thank you again for uh, allowing me to speak on your show. Uh, I enjoy it from week to week. Um, it's 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 it's, it's really not a it's really not a debate, but it's more like a presentation. Uh, where uh, on December the fifteenth, this Saturday, at six p.m. to eight p.m. in the city of Fort Worth, Texas, we're going to have like a presentation on uh, how to mend the uh, the community, uh, and. Uh, the leader of the Nation of Islam, Minister Lee Muhammad, he's going to give a Islamic uh, perspective on how we can mend the condition of our people and our community. And I'm going to give a uh, Hebrew-Israelite scriptural perspective on how we can mend the condition of our people uh, and, our, and improve our community here uh, so uh, it's going to be more like a presentation and not so much uh, uh, like a debate. You know, we're just going to be giving different perspectives, you know. Well, but if, it's I gonna be really quick, if I can jump here really quickly, y'all may want to change that little promo because it literally uses the word D-A-B-A-T-E. So on Facebook, you might want to change that because it definitely says debate. And people are going to be oh, advertising oh, 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 we did. We did. Uh, we did change the uh, wording of it. Matter of fact, if you go to uh, my ministry page and see the new flyer, it's... Uh, and go ahead and tell everybody what that is and how to get a hold of you, because some people may want more information. That's really quickly. Okay. Uh, you can go to uh, Facebook, uh, type in Lost, Found, Israelites, uh, Malachi. Uh, Lost, Found, Israelites, Malachi, Facebook. Uh, 
That's the name of the uh, ministry. That's the name of the Facebook page. And uh, you can you can check it out on the timeline. Uh, the uh, flyer uh, for the uh, upcoming uh, presentation from uh, the leader of the nation of Islam locally here in Fort Worth, Texas, and also uh, from a Hebrew-Israelite perspective, uh, myself and uh, the congregation of the Most High. We're going to, uh, once again, we're going to hold this uh, presentation at the uh, Doc Bookstore uh, at 67. Uh, I, I don't forgot the address, but it's, but it's on the... Uh, it's on no Facebook. Let, let let me get the uh let me get it right now, the address. Take your time, brother. And everybody, again, this is happening in Fort Worth. So if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, y'all come out and um just support this this uh symposium and uh just 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 help these brothers out because uh all of us have some degree of truth we are, none of us know it all. And that's kinda what I'm talking about with these ministers and this young lady. Um um just want to say that again, folks. Come out and yes, support us. I'm going to try my best, brother. I work on Saturday, as you know. And so like, you're Hebrews, like we're yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, but um, uh, I'm going to try my best to make that on on the Shabbat, please. Go ahead and uh, I have the address. Uh, on Saturday. The address is uh, 6637 Meadowbrook Drive, Fort Worth, Texas 76112. That's 6637 Meadowbrook Drive, Fort Worth, Texas, 76112. Uh, that's the Doc Bookstore, which is a black bookstore uh, and the oldest black bookstore in Fort Worth, Texas. And that's December the 15th, this Saturday, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. I want to invite everyone out. In the DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area, or Arlington area, or surrounding areas, to come out as we uh, uh, speak about from different perspectives, you know, or how we can mend the condition of our people. And of course, I believe that the best way to mend our condition is through the scriptures. Uh, so I just want to encourage everybody to come out. Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, like I say, uh, I, I. Hope to 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 be there. Let me say this to you. Um, I really appreciate your brother. This is a brother, and I, you know, we have been trying to hook up, and and then just we we were doing our thing with this Bible study on Friday night, so maybe we can start that back up. But listen, folks, this is one of the hardest working young men in the Dallas forward there. I, I want want everybody to know about him, and uh, he's a younger gentleman, and we're in this. Dallas Fort Worth is a stronghold for uh, the traditional, what they call Christianity, and it is really, really hard. You got to know your stuff trying to minister in Dallas Fort Worth because it's Bible thumping people walking around here, but yet there is a lot of deception as well walking around here. There's a lot of people, and that's kind of why I'm talking about these pastors. To be very honest with you, and this brother is out there with a bullhorn. Uh, going into neighborhoods that a lot of y'all are scared to go in, and he is preaching and uh, teaching about who we are as a people, and he definitely believes in the Most High as well as, as, as the Messiah, 
And uh, I want to ask you a question, uh, Brother Malachi, because I'm talking about uh, McDonald's. I know you know about this McDonald's at, at uh, um, Oakland and Miller. Uh, they just did some renovations to real nice McDonald's. And it's owned by a black man. I don't know if you knew that or not. But I believe no, I he's a believer. That. You didn't know that? Yeah, he's owned by a believer. He owned 21 McDonald's. Rich man. And so he have decided he wants these ministers there. And they meet there from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. My father was one of the main uh, ringleaders around. He's not an ordained minister, but everybody gets the respect as though he really is a minister. He just said no. He just never really answered this call. But he, he answered the work for sure. He did the work of a minister. Yes, but anyway, yes, here's something happened. I want you to take on this really briefly before I go into more details. Um, so far, I've let the people, t- I've, I've only shared this much. You, you've heard me, but I'll repeat it. We was all there, again, they'd be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. there, and uh, they've been given free reign to just pretty much minister, but not like a church. They can't be standing up and doing all that, but they can sit there and talk. And what's happening, Brother Malachi, is a lot of young people come there because there's a major bus station right there, and a lot of people come there, and they're blessed by what they hear. And this is, you know, you have to pay for this kind of counsel. Somebody's sitting there answering your questions, and you got six established ministers, that right there is money. I mean, really and truly, there's institutions that charge you for that. And they're there, and they'll pray with you, and a lot of times invite you, or whatever. obviously they church or whatever, but a sister asked this question. She just heard him talking, and she says, what is the name of the Father? And uh, what would you have done? She said, what is the name of the Father? What do you, let me ask you, uh, let's ask it to you like this. What do you think these traditional ministers did? Now, um, yeah, they was pretty sharp individuals. Or, uh, all of them seem to know their Bible in, in, in one sense. But what do you think happened? What has been your experience when a young person asked, what do you think happened at that McDonald's? And I'm going to go into more details, folks, in a little bit, because it's a lot more to this. A lot of people get involved and but but what do you think would have happened? Uh, what do you think traditionally our, our, our pastors and ministries are doing in these churches when young people come with that question, what is the name of the Father and the Son? What do you think happened or should have happened? Uh, well, uh, I'm unaware of what happened, but... Um uh, no, I guess well, let me make it maybe make it more easy because I kind of put two put put two questions at you. Let me ask you this: based on your experience with pastors, because we used to meet, and I know you know a lot because of your work in the field. What do you think those pastors should have did with that young lady to ask that question? Let's start there. Well, I think they should have answered her question. And told her the name of the of the father. Okay. Because because I, I know a lot of times when uh, young people or people in general tend to ask pastors and uh, pastors from established denominations uh, tend to ask them questions that you know they tend to kind of uh, avoid them. Uh, or say uh, that's not what's important. What's important is salvation. You know, 
Uh, like you were saying earlier, you know, churches, they kind of like, uh, seem like they kind of abstain from like knowledge, you know. Uh, yeah, and that, absolutely. And that, that, that also comes from my uh, my own personal experiences too, uh, having been brought up in uh, denominations and uh, me wanting to ask questions, but but knowing that if I I ask some questions, I could possibly be rebuked. Uh, uh, just 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 told that doesn't really matter. Just our faith, you know. Um, so I can imagine, you know. Yeah, well, one minister went to go sit with her and kind of, I think he knew what was going to happen and where she was going with that. Um, but, uh, and I've already said this, so I'm not going to repeat myself for those that's been listening, but make the long story short, uh, she said to him, and by the way, what do you call the father? Let me, let's, let, what if he was there, what would you have said to her? Um, the name of the father is, uh, yeah, uh, Abba, yeah. Abba is like Aramaic for father. Um, and Yah is um, his name in Hebrew, uh, ancient Hebrew, Y, capital Y, capital A-H-Y, A-H, Yah. Uh, some say Yahweh, uh, some say Yahuwah, you know. But I absolutely. do know that it's, it's Yah. We do have the Yah. Everyone has the yeah correct, but 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 we may pronounce the uh, end of it differently, like Yahawa or Yahua. But I would have told her Abba Yah. Absolutely, Abba, and Abba just means father. So what the brother is saying is father, and then the the main word Yah, his name. So you can say you know Father Seth, Father Malachi. So that's what the brother is saying. He's absolutely right. But what these ministers said is. His name is God. And then she says, well, no. Oh, no. She looked oh, at them no. and she shook her head and said, no. Oh, no. She says, God. She says, oh, no. she said, what is the name of the father? Say it again. That's a title. Right. God is a title. So most of our life family <laughs> friends, we call the father a title. It'd be like saying uh, to your dad when you go to call him and wish him Happy Father's Day, you say, uh, well, some people do call it their father. Father, happy father. Father, happy Father's Day. But I guess if you know if you, I mean I guess we do. Okay, God is not even a. Okay, how can I say it? God is like you're not even saying Father. You really it's like a title. It's like He is our Elohim or our God. But He has He has a name. She asked this pointed question. What is the name of the Father? And Brother Malachi, you said it right. His name is Yah. And then I asked the pastor this. I said, do you say the name Hallelujah? He said, well, yeah. I said, do you know every time you say the name Hallelujah, you're saying praise Yah? He said, well, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, that's all she's saying. She's just saying his name is Yah. And then he started talking about, and I'm not going to hold you, brother. I'm going to go back to, uh, you know, you know, unless you want to ride with me a little bit here. But, uh uh, the main thing I was trying to point out to everyone, and, and I just wanted your take on it. I wanted to ask you that. I know you're a busy man. You may need to go back to do something. But I, I wanted to point out the fact that a lot of believers are walking around, been saved 20, 30 years. And it's not to put them down. 
It's not none of us is above reproach just because we know this. We might not know something even more simpler than than you know than this. We may not know. All of us can be educated in some uh, uneducated in some area or another. So I don't put the men's ministers down because some of these gentlemen, all of them, is older than I am, and I'm 57. So again, you have six ministers, or well, five of them are older than Brother Seth, than myself. And they could not answer that. Now that's scary. That it is really scary. Is. But that, that is what's right it, it, that makes me want to start going over there posting up with you know with one of the brothers in my ministry at, at that McDonald's. I didn't know that he was uh, that they was allowing that. Uh, yes. But that's just that's just that's just oh, and that's why a lot of young people uh, tend to spray away from the church nowadays because they feel like the questions that they have get blown off, you know, or, you know. Yes. That's, that's really a tragedy. Really. That means yeah, you said it was six? It, it was six, six and, and oftentimes as many as ten will be there. I mean, they it's kind of like their meeting place, and then oftentimes they will leave there and go into ministry, like at the rest homes and other places. But they'll meet there, and then they actually go out and do other ministry in the community. Again, these ministers are not twiddling their thumbs. A lot of them are busy, even at this age. They they have churches, uh, they go into all types of ministry. So yes, you definitely, of all people, especially where you live, should check that out. But check out what what else, what else happened after that, brother. Another sister, African American, came and said. Right beside her, and began to chime in, and she saw how we how the brothers was treating her. One minister went and said by her because I guess he knew the knowledge of these other ministers knew they was going to come against her. But these other ministers start saying things like, you know, I, you know, Paul said if any other doctrine, you know, let it be a curse. And they start saying things like that, similar to that. And one minister he just. He said, uh, you know, uh, you know, all these folk come up with all this, this diff- different doctrine. They're trying to, he, he said, you need to just, sister, young lady, just need to stick with the word, stick with the word. And that's when I made the statement. I said, do you use, use the word hallelujah? He said, well, yeah. I said, if you don't believe his name is Yah, you should not say hallelujah. You should say hallelujah. Then he looked real funny. I said, because you're changing the J to the Y because there was no J in the Hebrew. That's why everybody say hallelujah. And he looked real funny. Exactly. All of them looked funny. <laughs> and then we were talking about yeah. the name Jesus, and, and she, I said, there was no J. And then the one pastor jumped up and started talking about in the Old Testament. And I mean, they just started. I, I'm not going to get off on everything they were saying, but the bottom line is they wasn't embracing this young lady. They didn't say, sister, it's good you're studying. It's good you're inquiring. It's good you And then in the end, we found out, guess what, brother? Malachi, she uh-huh. was, she was, or she acknowledged herself, her heritage, as being a Hebrew Israelite. She never said it during the whole, during the whole, wasn't an argument, really wasn't, it was, it was in good taste, was nobody, you know, but she, yeah. in the end, I asked the brother, I said, ask her if she Hebrew, and, she, and he said, he asked, and she said, yes, see what I mean, but she didn't come off saying, I'm Hebrew Israelite, she just said, what is the name? Of the father. <laughs> mm. 
So you might want to go mm. up there and, and you know, and, uh, and uh, just if nothing else, in the attitude of just fellowship. That's what I do. I go up there because a lot of times you go up there and you will learn a lot of things because these ministers are very sharp. Again, it could be up to ten ministers there. But, but let me go on with this a little further. Uh, can you? Are you? How busy are you, brother? You got a few minutes? You want to ride with me a little bit tonight? So see, Eliana is not going to be on tonight. I haven't had a chance to really uh, reach out to anybody else. Or, but uh, I'm prepared to this solo. But uh, how is your schedule tonight? Oh, um, oh, I can roll with you until uh, Also, I wanted go. to uh, make one more announcement. The Young Men's um, Leadership Academy, two graduates, I think one of the brothers graduated from there, named Israel Tate. Israel Tate. Uh, he's a young man who's 18 years old, and he's going to be debating another man, another young man as well. He's a young, he's a young man, and there's going to be a lot of young people there. Yeah, you said at, debate uh, that time. Did you mean to say that? Well, well, yeah, yes. Now this is that. This is going to be tomorrow. Uh, oh, tomorrow. At, this is this really. So, folks, Chris, this really is a debate. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yes, at, uh, Pastor Chris at 2700 Village Creek. Uh, uh, they changed the location from the Young Men's Leadership Academy in Stop Six uh, because they said it was um, about religion and they didn't want to have it there. So it's been moved to uh, this church, in Village Creek, same church that we lease out, uh, 2700 Village Creek, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, 76105, and they're going to be doing an actual debate. And uh, I met the young brother last night, and he's 18 years old, and his name is Israel take and uh the brother i was really impressed by uh how equipped he is and really? how much knowledge and and books that he have uh as well uh at 18 years old and he's going to be debating another young man from a uh uh western christian christian uh perspective and uh but Israel Tate, the one I spoke to last night, he's gonna be coming from a Hebrew Israelite perspective, you know. So uh that's gonna be tomorrow at from five thirty to seven o'clock at twenty seven hundred Village Creek, Fort Worth, Texas, seven six one zero five. And a lot of young people are gonna be coming out as well. And I'm gonna be there wow. wow. Oh man. That should happen today when I was off. But anyway, listen, brother, that is going to be something. Folks, let's get something straight because uh, y'all may hear a lot of bit of Hebrew Israelites on this show from time to time. And it's not a, a lot of believers, Christians, uh, whatever you want to call them, traditional Christians. Are, listen, Hebrew Israelite is it's a bloodline thing. It's a DNA thing. We're just people that acknowledge the fact we're Israel. There is some belief system very much like yours that is listening right now. There's a lot of people that go to Baptist churches that believe we're Israelites. There's a lot of people that go to Holiness churches. They believe they truly is of the scriptures. They're not with no group. You might believe it. You just don't act on it. Well, there are people that say, I believe it. And where can I go to fellowship with people like this because this is going to change some things like you know I might not and so what happened is there's already people that know the name of the Father this is not the Hebrew Israelites didn't invent Yahweh or Yah there's been people in all these denominations been saying that for years and years and years they just don't stick with it 
where the Hebrew Israelites is rising up, and for some reason these people seem to like want to stick with the scriptures more than others. It's kind of like when the Charismatics was born. There was already Baptist people saying everything the Charismatics said. Can a Copic and men say nothing more different than what a lot of these Baptists and Holists were saying before them? They just, it's like the Father will, will you start working in the earth and and this movement will come along and, and that's all this is. So when you hear about a Christian brother debating Hebrews, like, they're trying to see which one is closest to the scriptures. That's all it is. We have issues with people saying the Father's name was God. But guess what? A lot of you that are in Baptist churches and Methodist churches and Holy churches, you've been saying Yahweh all along. I know a brother in Cincinnati said, I ain't going to get into the argument at all. I just call his name Emmanuel. Boom. <laughs> you say that, that's scripture. But there was no J in the Hebrew. And every time I said that with these ministers, brother, uh, apostle, uh, Malachi, they, they would just kind of like look at me funny. And then they just like, one of them like had enough. And he just said, well, all I know is I was saved by Jesus. And I, and I was saying to him, brother, if you feel comfortable, you can keep saying Jesus. I say Jesus every once in a while. Depends on who I'm talking to. Because we're calling on the same person. But there really was no J in the Hebrew. It's impossible that anybody back then could have been saying Jah anything. Jehovah. Jeremiah. There was no J. So you can keep saying Jeremiah. You can keep saying Jesus. I'll continue to play songs even now acknowledging Jesus because I understand the heart. And that's what the Father's interested in. Those that call him, that's what the demons understand. If you say come out of the name of Jesus and you refer to and your faith is in Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit is in you and you are calling the Spirit out, guess what? The Spirit got to go. And you're saying Jesus. If you're calling on Yeshua and you don't really believe and you're just saying because to be formally correct with this demon, it's going to look at you and not budge. It's, it's based on faith. Am I right, Brother Malachi? Give me some feedback on that, please. Yes, uh, the letter J was like the last, uh, was, was it's, it's not as old. Uh, it was, uh, matter of fact, when they printed the King James 1611 Bible, uh, even then the name wasn't, wasn't spelled with J. I think it was spelled with an I. The Most High, he judges us. Uh, in addition to our actions, but by the intent of our heart as well, you know. Uh, so I don't, uh, you know, condemn people for uh, using the name of Jesus. However, I do give them the knowledge on uh, how recent the letter J is and and how to pronounce his name in uh, ancient uh, Hebrew, you know. Uh, but... Uh, but, you know, we also have to remember, you know, Yahawashah said Jesus' name in Hebrew. He said, And when you say uh, Yahawashah, everybody, again, is he saying Yeshua or Yahawashah? Variations of that name, just so everybody know. Go ahead. He said that, uh, why call me, uh, the English version says, Lord, Lord, which is also means bell, bell. 
but I would say Hebrew, Adonai, Adonai. Uh, uh, why call me Adonai, Adonai? Adonai, but do not those right, things, right. Adonai. But do not those things which I command you to do. So you can be, you can be possessing the name, but if you are not practicing what he commanded you to do, then it's in, then your worship is in vain. So, uh, uh, once again, like like you said, brother Seth, it's, it's based on faith, faith. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, listen, what I like to do, everybody, is take a break, and I'll, uh, we're going to come back to this conversation. But listen, folks, uh, y'all got to hear what happened uh, after the young lady said that, and there's more to that story about the pastors. And then I want to also, also on the table, we're going to talk about a couple other things, because just is very interesting, just as powerful, but I'm going to wait on those other topics. we got three table topics on the show tonight. And again, I thank everyone for tuning into Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is Brother Seth. we got uh, Brother Malachi on the line. Always forward text who's going to be participating. And uh, uh, you heard him on talk on, on Saturday, 6 to 8 p.m. And don't forget about the, uh, the event he's mentioned on tomorrow. Folks, check this out. Uh, this is a song uh, by Kingdom. I played it last week. Many of you like this. It's called King's Kid. Talking about our rights. Talking about who we really are. All right, those of us have been born again. And Brother Malachi, uh, we'll be right back, okay? And everybody, right, we'll then. be right back. Take a little short break here. We'll be right back, folks.
again, I say, who you calling on? So for those of you who think I'm against Jesus, there you go. If you're calling on the Mary's baby, water walker, the Lamb of the Most High, if you if your heart is pointed towards him and his father, that's all we're talking about tonight, folks. We don't want to come off as know-it-alls with the appropriate, most more proper name. Bottom line is, do you know him? And are we obedient to his leading as the Father counsel him as far as how to run this earth? Because all power has been given by the Father, Yah, or Yahweh, or Yahuwah, to the Son. The Bible says he must reign till his enemies become his footstool. So, and um, uh, we're very serious tonight. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. Again, you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth with Brother Malachi on the line. He's going to hang out with us for another 15 minutes, and he's got some things to do. I appreciate him doing that because I'm just a busy man. Brother Malachi, your line is open. What you think of that song, We Are King's Kids? What do you think of that, Brother? Oh, yes, uh, I think it's uh, very fitting uh, for us uh, uh, you know, being that we are the chosen uh, elect of the Most High, uh, he said when he brought our forefathers out of Egypt, he said that uh, uh, we are of a royal priesthood, you know, that we are of a royal priesthood. And uh, so that's a song that's very fitting to our destiny, you know, and what we were predestined. And is predestined to be to the world, Lord, the light of the world, of a royal priesthood. So uh, I enjoyed it, you know. Right. And, and, and folks, I'm, uh, let me know if y'all can hear me okay, but I'm going to talk to you to, uh, with y'all speaking there for a minute. But let me say this. Uh, if somebody said, well, it don't matter what you call him, you know, as long as you call him his own proper name, I do think it matters. I just... I just understand where people are at. And some people, if you start saying Yahweh too much or Yeshua too much, you're going to lose them. I remember for two years, it took me two years to accept that there was no J in the Hebrew, even though everybody named Mama, every seminary, every minister that ever went to a seminary know this. Why do we keep, why do these ministers that know this continue to say, not teach it? You gotta ask that question. Everything else, everything else, they learn, they teach. And when they come in with the new information, they teach it. They make the change. Why is there so much pushback against people saying Yeshua, Yahweh, or whatever you? We just, even though somebody might say, "Well, y'all not agreeing." Some of y'all saying Yahweh, some of y'all saying Yeshua. Okay, some of y'all saying Yeshua. At least they're trying to follow the Hebrew. As our elders used to say, Brother Malachi, we'll understand it better by and by. One day, we'll all That's call right. it the same name. With regard, to right. the father, with regard to the Father, how come people continue to act like this son is the Father? This is why a lot of people don't go to church not just this one thing. 
It's a lot of things like this. It's a lot of it's a lot of things like this. And so when this young lady came into that McDonald's and said that, there was another black lady that sat beside her, and she started to kind of shake her head. And those sisters was on a level these pastors were not. It's embarrassing. The first sister was like 24. The second sister looked to be about 31, maybe. And they were schooling those ministers. Are y'all? Are you hearing me, brother? <laughs> yes. And now I know where they was coming from. And this other young man, like I told you, he went and sat with them as kind of using wisdom because he knew those other ministers was going to come, the older ones. Actually, all of these people that was in the same accord was kind of younger. And some of them say, well, that just, that proves right there that it was wrong. I don't know what it is about older people. I feel like, brother, this way, and then I want to tell you a couple other things happening that you can go on. I feel like this, family and friends, that a lot of people over, four, over I would say 50, I don't know what it is. I think they're not called to this deeper truth. I'm beginning to believe that this is only for a certain ones that's able to see this. And I don't think that they are less important in the body of Christ. I don't think they're less spiritual. I don't think they're less Christian. Because in some areas, they know circles around these younger people. In some areas, their witness is a thousand times better than a lot of these young people. So a lot of young people got this revelation. They don't even know how and why they got it. And they just have this thing for the scriptures now. And these older people are kicking back at it. And it makes you think there's something wrong with these young people when you see older people not on board. And I'm like, what is this? Now, if you get those young, those older people, Brother Malachi, off by themselves, and you say, Pastor, what about this? Every once in a while you hear this. I know it's right, but I ain't going to teach that because it divides my church. Now, am I saying everybody that's over 50 pastor and scared of that? No, but I'm saying for whatever reason, a lot of them don't, don't teach it for that reason and other reasons, but I'm really not saying that they're – some of them just don't see it for whatever reason. I mean, and then, then like the one brother, I say, well, don't you say hallelujah? And he said, yeah. I said, you saying praise y'all? Instead of him saying, oh, man, that was that was powerful. I see what you're saying. I've had him to say that before. Some of them, but most of them will look at you knowing you're right and just do what they did, which was start talking about scriptures and talking about there's another gospel. I said, why y'all keep saying that? I called him out. Brother Patrick, I called him out. I said, why y'all uh -huh. keep acting? This lady is teaching another doctrine. She's not. She's coming from the scriptures. Here's a young lady in her 20s asking y'all a question, and y'all trying to blow her off like she's on some other doctrine. This, I said, this is what makes young people don't want to come to church. Go ahead, brother. I want to love, love, love your feedback on that. Uh, well, you um, you know, that's that's how they try to avoid answering the question. Uh, that is being asked. Uh, but the thing they have to remember is that 
uh, this generation of young people, they are a inquiring uh, minded generation. And you just can't just uh, blow them off. Uh, and if you don't know, just tell them you don't know. But this generation is a generation that really, you, you got some young people out here who are really studying, you know. And uh, with the advent of the Internet, uh, there's a lot of information on the Internet that wasn't privy to the previous generation as it is today where, uh, you know, a lot of these this information is just true. only uh, uh, a few fingers away from you Googling it up, you know. Uh, you Googling up, even if you don't have the book, uh, like the young man who's going to be doing a debate tomorrow, you know, he showed me a lot of stuff on his computer, you know. Uh, these young people are able to go to Amazon.com and order within a matter of days uh, uh, the Apocrypha, the uh, book from Babylon to Timbuktu. Uh, and uh, if so when they come and ask these pastors questions, you know, uh, they're coming to ask some sincere questions out of their desire to know and why this isn't, and why this isn't being taught in the church, you know. So, uh, and another thing I want to say also is that uh, I teach the name in Hebrew, but at the same time, depending on what where a person's level of understanding is, I would also let them know uh, speak speak the name Jesus as well for the sake of uh, clarity. Because uh, I've had someone come to my uh, ministry, and uh, they later on asked asked me, uh, "Was I now Muslim?" Because <laughs> they thought when I was saying the name in Hebrew, they thought that I was actually calling on uh, speaking in Arabic. And I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not Muslim. I'm not, you know." So uh, uh, when you had said what you had said, you know, how sometimes you know. We need to not uh, uh, around people who may not know the name in Hebrew. You know, we have to use wisdom. You know, and for the That's sake good. of understanding, you know, good. speak the name. You know, in, in English. You know. That's, That's all good. I want to say with that. Well, let me say this. And another thing before you run, another th- question that came up. I was just talking, and. Uh, uh, there's other things that happen with the system, but let me just switch gears because you, you only because your time is limited. Uh, another thing that happened was I was going to the restroom, and a, one of the pastors said this. He <laughs> he said, you know, in white churches, uh, they're better teachers than black churches. He said, black ministers. Don't teach the word. That's what he said. Now, I couldn't say nothing because I was headed to the restroom. So I said, man, when I get back, before I, uh, do I have something to tell him? Now, now, what is your take on that? Uh, I think I think in some some cases, uh, partly right. Uh, now, now, keep in mind, the, the 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 restaurant is full of African Americans for the most part. There's there's, there's all actually there's all kind of people. Very true. It might have been 
about four or five so-called whites, but most of them were so-called black people, okay? And he made this comment. Now, he didn't say it too loud, but eventually we got talk, talking about it, and then everybody else could hear. So what do you think of that, though? What do you think a young person is going to think hearing that, that white churches are better teachers of the word? Black people don't teach uh, the word. Uh, well, like I said, I think that that in a, in in one sense, you know, they're partly right, but but in another sense, they're wrong because uh, generally, white people are gonna teach the Bible from a white supremacist point of view, even if they're unaware of it, you know, even if they're unconscious, uh, uh, because, you know, uh, generally, uh, uh, white preachers are going to teach the word of, of, of God, uh, yeah, uh, from a uh, whitewashed, uh, white supremacist point of view, a westernized, you know, Protestant Catholic point of view and not from um uh its Hebrew his Hebrewism uh perspective, you know, as it should be taught. Uh but 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 I think I know what he meant by making that statement. It's easier to minister to Caucasian or white people than it is to Minister to a people who have been robbed and spoiled, enslaved, who's gone from one captivity to another captivity. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's easier to minister to uh, because they haven't been through what 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 we as the true Israelites, so-called black people, are going through. So that's what I think he meant by by that's what I think he meant by by making that statement. You know. Very true. Very true. Well, I came against it because I felt like this. I said, you have to remember, even if that's true, that's not necessarily what the Father can use, whether or not you can teach. The Father is going to use those whose heart is after him. That's what the Father is about, not how well you can articulate, how well you can teach, how many big words and all that. How well you can explain yourself. You can be the most best orator or the best. You you can be a very you can be eloquent with words, but where is your heart at? And I'm not trying to say black people heart is better than white people heart. I don't think the father look at color at all. Again, he's looking for those that seek him, and some of them happen to be all shades. I told him, look at Azusa. You know about Azusa, I know, because you I've heard you talk about more, yeah. yeah, right. William Seymour was uneducated, supposedly. There was a white gentleman that was educated, like this gentleman, like this pastor was saying. But the Azusa Revival didn't start with that guy. He shared his knowledge with with the Azusa pastor. And with William Seymour having the heart after the father, then got the knowledge from this white gentleman and the scriptures, studying the scriptures himself, the father revealed that what the gentleman was sharing was true. That caused an explosion inside William Seymour's spirit. He began to preach it on a street in L.A. called Azusa Street. The Azusa Street revival shook up that street, shook up 
California, then Chuck up America. It changed the way we church. That was the birth of all of the the heavy emphasis on tongues and miracles and the gifts of the spirits, because people have thought that was over and done with. Uh, discerning of spirits, casting out demons, all of this stuff. Catholic Church had it, the casting out devils. They always did that, but it wasn't as prevalent as it was after Azusa. And then John G. Lake went out from there to Africa. And then there was the birth of the Church of God in Christ, which is the black version. And then Church of God, which is the white version of Pentecostalism. There was a split there. In other words, there was revival. That, that split had to do with racism. By the way, white people couldn't sit up on the Bishop Mason, so they ended up splitting the Church of God and the Church of God in Christ was one was once one. Assemblies of God, and now there's millions upon millions of these people, all because of Azusa Street. So a lot of our white brothers and sisters might have a degree. Some of us have degrees. But that's not what the Father is necessarily looking for. If that degree don't, if it don't help your heart, if it don't push you close to the Father, it could be a stumbling block. The Father is not interested in color. And when I share that with them, they kind of look. Give me your feedback on that, and then I think you have to run here in a little bit. Brother Patrick. Yes. Um, you're right. Um, yeah, the Apostle just, Paul I'm, said... Go ahead. The, the Apostle Paul said that uh, I think it's in one of his epistles to the Church of Corinth. He said that uh, uh, when I came to you, I did not come to you in in the wisdom of men, but in power and demonstration of the, the Ruha Kodesh, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so you're right. You know, it's it's not in uh, your ability to minister. It's not in your degrees or how eloquently you you speak you know but it's in in your faith and in the power of the most high on how he use you so uh i just wanted to tell you that you was right on that point of view you know well listen i'm not gonna hold you i don't know how much time you got left but uh i really appreciate you, you you commenting and helping us out tonight um uh, like I said, Sister Eliana, she is doing some type of uh, campaigning or something she was telling me about. But anyway, yeah. brother, I do have one last question for you. If you can answer it, fine. If not, I can I can go on, but it's no big deal. But uh, are you going to be able to go and maybe meet with those pastors on Tuesday? I, actually, that's not what I was going to ask you, but I'm going to ask you this. I'll, I'll, I'll is that at McDonald's? Yeah, I, I did have a question for you, but I'll ask it off the air. I'll just... We'll talk about another time about the thing I was going to get into. But I do have a second question, and that is, are you going to be able to meet with those pastors over at McDonald's on Monday, perhaps? Monday? Uh, what time do they meet there? They're anywhere from 9 to 2, 9 to 2. Okay, well, I'll uh, do my best to make it a point to get over there because uh, I definitely want to be over there now since, I, since I'm just getting wind of, uh, you know, what what happened, you know? Uh, yeah, and and, 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 and I didn't know that, that, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, no and, I didn't and, know and, that that they was allowing ministers to do that, you know. Oh yeah, 
this is a, 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 a the owner of the restaurant is a, is a born again believer, and he's allowed these ministers to come in, folks. Again, some of you to just tune in uh, not too long ago, uh, and these ministers are coming in, guns blazing, laying it out, and they are really helping a lot of people. I mean, they are really helping a lot of people. I've seen homeless people be helped, and once in a while they may throw some money out there for those in need. And, buy stuff, but it's really a beauty to behold, but that religiosity is also very, very strong, very strong, and I mean, you come in there with anything out of tradition, they have issues with you, and uh, I've seen people come in and just school them, and that's one reason I don't go every Tuesday, every Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, because of that, but I used to go, my father was alive, this was one of his group that he was also instrumental in starting, uh, the late Amos Howard, my biological father, anyway. So listen, uh, again, folks, we're talking about ministers that, that, that meet in Fort Worth, and this brother is, a, is another minister, and he's Hebrew, and we're just, we're just talking about what happened with the young lady asking about what is the name of God, or what is the name of the Father. She said her exact words. Then another sister chimed in, and they began to kind of, uh, in respect, address these ministers, and these ministers was kind of putting them down, talking about they're preaching another doctrine, stick with Christ, stick with the Bible. And then I stepped in and said, well, they have a good question. What's wrong with asking that question? And, and, and what about his name? And I was talking about, you know, all the things I said. I'm not going to repeat myself. But anyway, brother, if you can do that, that's great. I'm going to go ahead and move on because I think you got to go. I don't want to just keep holding you on the line. You said 930, it's 940. So are you able to stay a little bit longer or you got to go? Well, I gotta uh, go. I have to. Uh, yeah, I have to go. Uh, but uh, okay. Uh, uh, but I really enjoyed it, and I'll be on next next uh, Tuesday as well. And I and I remind you also as well as about the uh, upcoming event for this Saturday at the Doc Bookstore, sixty six thirty seven Meadowbrook Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. For anybody else that's in the Dallas Fort Worth Arlington area as well, that's. Uh, and again, this is the Hebrew Israelites uh, at verses, not verses, but in Islam, uh, are, are they going to be talking about the different ways they can help our people? Okay. So anyway, Brother Malachi, thank you very much. Appreciate you stopping by. Okay, Brother? All right. All right. Shalom. All right. Shalom. And that was Brother Malachi all the way in Forward, Texas, folks. I just, you know, I wanted to let him aware of that because he's in the Forward there. But you don't have to be in Forward to understand what happened. Uh, a lot of our young people are questioning our elders, and they don't have answers for them. They don't have something solid for them. These sisters was there in that McDonald's. Uh, uh, and, again, this McDonald's, they, they was in politically correct because this McDonald's is a little different than most McDonald's. The owner is a black man. He owns 21 restaurants. He's allowed these ministers the the the, the free access to stay there and the minister. So if y'all know any young people, any questions, maybe some of y'all, you're in the forward there, you go up there between 9 and 2 and just question them. They're very wise. Some of them have churches, ministries. They do all types of things in the community. Uh, they're good people. It's just that when when I notice whenever there's a, a higher learning or, or a, 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 you know, just questions, you, you should be able to ask your minister. They was just mistreating them. I watched it with my own eyes, and then I had to stand up, and I kind of got the brunt of it, and they kind of started talking like, and I just, you know, I am, uh, brothers and sisters, I, I say, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I said to everybody, why are we attacking these sisters? I say they simply are asking a question. We're older people, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, folks, 
I said, we're older people, number one. Number two, we're ministers. Number three, we, we've been doing this for a while. Number four, we've been educated. What's wrong with the question? They're not preaching another doctrine. They just want to know what is the name of the Father. And then another thing that came up was I made the comment about uh, uh, the gentleman said, you know, white churches are better teachers, and I let him know that the Father was after the heart. And kind of uh, was divided on that, you know. Uh, our people are so full of self-hate. And, you know, back in the day, they used to think that the white man's ice was actually colder. Do y'all remember that? That is a true story. That's not no uh, death, no mantra or something. That, that is a, a real, that's, <laughs> that really happened. There was really a time our people thought that the white man's ice was actually colder. Can y'all believe that? Can y'all believe that? So today, we still think in some sense the white man's religion is better. The white man's interpretation of the Bible is better. But I believe those that seek the Father in spirit and in truth, he is going to reveal himself to those people and they don't, they, despite how they look. All throughout the Bible, we see that. People uneducated, fishermen, they wasn't, they wasn't uh, scribes, which was the educated people of their day, Pharisees. Oftentimes, scribes and Pharisees got in it with Christ. Hardly ever in the scriptures where, the, where Christ uh, was his boys, was his, his good old boys, the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the scribes. They was always, always his enemies. Why is that? You ever thought about that? You should think about that. You should think about that. Anyway, folks, again, you listen to Five Foot Strong Network, and we're just talking about, uh, again, table topics. And right now we're talking about the pastors and some of the things that we have in uh, our encounter with these pastors at this um, uh, restaurant in Fort Worth and some of the young people' uh, responses to them. And, and uh, I just talked about how a lot of them was, well, one of them was saying that what black people are not, they're not that good of teachers and whites are better teachers, implying it, the whites are better uh, ministers. And I rebuked them in, in love, and, and we, we, we didn't fight or anything like that, but I let them know all throughout history, the Father has used. He has used the foolishness. The scripture talks about that, how he will use the foolishness to confound the wise. He will use the foolishness to confound the wise. Um Earlier, I did mention something. I just want to throw the scripture out here. I did talk about Christ, and we was talking about the name. Just a little side row real quick, everybody. I just want to give everybody the scriptures as much as I can tonight. First Corinthians 15, First Corinthians 15, 25 to 28, talks about the Father and the Son being two different individuals, and the Father being all-powerful, um, and the Son being counseled by the Father, just so those people that's saying, well, you know, I still pray to Jesus, talk to Jesus, everything about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There you can see there's two different people, two different um, power structures, uh, yet working as one. First Corinthians 15, 25 through 28. Um, okay, but I was just talking about how the Father has always used the foolish things to confound the wise. This is something that's old. 
the Father's been doing this for a long, long, long time, using most of the time, for some reason, he likes to use these uneducated people. And it's not to promote not knowing or not getting an education, but oftentimes these people that are uneducated is because of financial uh it's, it's a system of that day that have them uneducated. Oftentimes, uneducated people are not people that just don't want to be educated. They just don't get educated because of some type of financial reason. I do think the Father is about learning. He says in the Scriptures, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. But another Scripture I wanted to share with everybody is First Corinthians 1 and 27, where it says this, and I'll read it real quickly here. But God hath chose the foolish things of the world, foolish things of the world, to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. One more time, First Corinthians 1 and 27. But God, or Yah, has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He only chooses the foolish things to confound the wise. It's not like he wants us to stay in foolishness. He only chooses foolish things just to show the wise just how they're not if bright as they think. And it's mainly wise people that have a haughty heart. If you're wise and you don't have a haughty heart and you're after the Father, of course he's not trying to debase you. But it does say in 1 Corinthians 1 and 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You remember one of the abominations in the scriptures. Can't give you a whole lot of scripture. We can't make that a Bible study. But again, remember in the scriptures it says what's an abomination is a haughty spirit. Haughty spirit. So that's what it's talking about. He's choosing the foolish things of the world to confound these wise people who have a haughty spirit. That's all it's talking about. And then it goes on to say, and God has chosen the weak things of the world, the weak things of the world to confound things that are mighty. So we won't trust in things in the world, but the Most High. He's always, always about the underdog. And so when the minister at the at the restaurant in, in question here, we're talking about here, made the comment that white ministers are better teachers. I think there's some truth to that in terms of teaching, like articulating. I think they do articulate better than black ministers. Some of them. Some of them. And then there's some white ministers that don't speak good English, much less teach. I mean, they just not good. They're not educated. I'm going to say it again. There are some white ministers that are not educated. And then, like Brother uh, Malachi was saying earlier, a lot of them have races in their heart. And so the Father, when you when your heart is not right, you get an F where the Father is concerned. And we should not be using our mouth to say that. I don't think we should ever say, especially for our young people, that white ministers are smarter or in any way better. He could have said this, this pastor. Again, we're talking about these six ministers. Uh, one of them made a comment, and the other one, some, a lot of them was agreeing with him. He could have said this, that white preachers are better teachers. They are, are t- but African-American pastors, some of them, a lot of them, have a better heart. I don't think either one of them really owns – I do think uh, – let me just be honest. I do think a lot of whites are more educated as far as formal education than blacks. That's that's facts. That's because most, most of them go to college and all that. But what is really education? 
This is good. Check this out. What is an education? I think an education is anybody that knows. If you, if you talk about spiritual matters, you don't have to go to a college to get spiritual things. This is something that comes by the Holy Spirit. This is something that comes by walking with the Father, spiritual knowledge. There's all kind of people that live out in the so-called bush, you know, like in Central America, which have the biggest, I think it's have the largest so-called bush, uh, you know, uh, than even Africa. Central America does, really. Some of y'all thought it was African. Nope. But anyway, there's all kinds of people that live in the bush that is far more spiritual than those with university degrees. So if you want to say who's the more spiritual, who's the most, you know, what does God like, well, which is what we should be ascribing to, not so much who has a, a degree college, college is racist. So I do, that's why I rebuke the minister in love, of course, and let him know that the father is after the heart. And I don't know that if you ask the father which is better, he probably wouldn't even answer that because, well, I know he would because he's the father, but I don't think he's interested in, in the color. I think if those that seek him and spirit truth is who he is after. Again, folks, if you have any questions or comments on the phone line, go ahead and press 1 and come on with your questions or comments. We have a phone line with several people already on the phone lines and uh, then check the chat room. Uh, but if you're in the chat room, you have a question, go ahead and type your question. And uh, if you're on the phone line, you have a question or a comment, go ahead and press 1. Again, this is table topics tonight. Uh, that is the surprise topic. They're table topics. And uh, we've been talking about ministers in the Fort Worth area, uh, very well-established ministers. Some of them have pastors and do all types of things in the in the community. But when these young people came, and just, just like any young people do from time to time, like all of us do, you know, asking uh, uh, questions, uh, 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 seeking counsel, uh, they were rebuked, these sisters. And uh, we're just talking a little bit about that tonight. I want to switch gears and talk about something else a little different. If those of you don't, uh, unless I see a hand in the, anybody with questions, again, the phone line, press one to ask. I'm going to move on here. I'll give you a few seconds. But, folks, we have to uh, be ready, as the scriptures say, to give an account of the faith inside of us. Again, the scripture says to be ready to give an account of the faith inside of us. And so those of us uh, that call ourselves ministers um, should, just bear with me here. I want to give you all scriptures uh, for that and uh, about this giving account. The scripture says, I'm trying to find where it is, we're to be ready to give an account of the faith inside of us. And so when these young people say, what is the name of your God, of the Father, you should be able to say it. If they say, what is the name of the Son, you should be able to say it. If they say, who are we as a people, you should be able to articulate it. And so, and not ever make fun of, especially young people, that is our future, you know, because a lot of us is getting older, we're not going to be around forever. Um, but um, I, um, this is First Peter 3.15 where it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meek 
Elohim or the father of Israel. Yes, she was just asking about a name, but she still was inquiring about the God of these ministers. And I think you start off with this name, and I don't think nothing was wrong with her asking, what is his name? So that's what happened earlier. But another thing I want to put on a lot of y'all's mind again, uh, appreciate you stopping by Five Stone tonight. Uh, we always get uh, a nice little turnout, and I just appreciate everybody that's in the house. Okay. Uh, another thing I want to just switch gears and talk about is uh, I had mentioned to the ministers, because uh, somebody mentioned something about black and white, and I said, "Do we know when this all came about? Uh, the concept of black and white?" And I started talking about 1681 and how that. You know, there was no such thing as black and white at the time. In 1681, there was no such thing as black and white, that there was just uh, people from various, uh, of course, the indigenous people was already here in America. Uh, and when they found this new land, it actually was already occupied, but it was new to them. And uh, uh, these Europeans that came were not just white. A lot of them were dark-skinned, free men, free. There was no slavery uh, 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 back then. It had started a little bit, but I'm talking about free blacks, so-called blacks, uh, but they resided in various European countries, and uh, there wasn't this concept of black and white. And they looked at me crazy, these ministers. I was sharing this with them, again, talking about where we get the term black and white, and you can just see it in their eyes. Again, why are our churches so against truth? Why? Why, why are our churches, this is what we're talking about tonight, pastors, ministers, churches, religious institutions, and even educational centers, why are they so against this kind of information? You can find out about this, this thing I'm about to describe here or what I'm about to share here at colleges, but it's certain colleges. Not everybody is shouting it from the, from the rooftop. But this is the honest to God truth, okay? Honest to, this is, this is just the truth. And watch this, folks. So I said to them, are you guys aware that early on there wasn't a slavery? Every time we think of early days for African Americans, we think of slavery. I said, are y'all aware that there was no slaves early on? And they looked at me with that look like they did to the little, the little young sisters. Now we're talking about not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six ministers now looking at me like they don't have a clue. Now these are the people that are teaching our people. And this is why so many young people don't want to have nothing to do with no church. It's not because they don't love the Father, they don't want to know the Father. It's this what I'm talking about. And I said, I'm very serious. And the one gentleman said, uh, let me ask this older preacher here, because he older than you, because I don't know about what you're saying. It's kind of like how he said it, almost the same words. And so the other preacher started talking about how there was free blacks during slavery. And I said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about before slavery. Again, those of you with any questions or comments, y'all want to chime in on what I'm saying? Go ahead and press one, not a problem. Uh, so I begin to share with them how when these people, explorers, came over to this new world, they needed help in working the land because they wanted to make this their own. And so 
there were some people here that they thought they was in India at first, and they start calling these people India, Indians, because they thought they was in India. And that's where you get the name India. A lot of people don't know that. The Indians, that's not their name. They didn't call themselves Indians. They didn't call themselves Indians. This was something started by the Europeans that found these people, India, then they found out it was a new world, but they had already been calling them Indians, so they only continued to call them Indians. True story. So anyway, they, there was these freed men uh, came here with these explorers. Explorers kept trying to bring people over from the Europe to this new world, and they promised them lots of land and so forth and wealth eventually if they would just come. Not so much wealth, but they promised to give them like 100 acres, not like us 40 acres and a mule. It was more like 100 acres and, I don't know, 10 mules or something like that, but it was a lot. And so these people start coming up to this new world, black and white, mostly white, so-called white, but there was free free people. Well, there was a, a big uprising over the land distribution. As you know, powerful people don't always keep their word. And there was the biggest uh, uprise was something called Bacon's Rebellion. Some of you remember that in high school, maybe not, but Bacon's Rebellion around 1680, 1670, somewhere around there. And so when this happened, the powers that be say, oh, no, we can't have this. So this is when they created these classes because there was a difference between the people. Someone was dark-skinned, someone was white. Someone was more, you know, more white, someone was dark-skinned. So they created this system to divide the people, and they started bringing in these slaves to filter in this new class called black. So what they would do, they called the whites, those that was more white, and then black for those that wasn't, that was more from Africa. And so they started bringing more African in, and they, those people was in a new class called black. So you had black freedmen that were so-called black in this new, this, new, this new form, and then you had these slaves called black. And then later on, everybody just started referring to each other as that, black and white. But the whole purpose of these classes was to appease the whites that was mainly in power. There was more whites than anybody. So that's why they created this, this class system, to appease them and say, listen, y'all can't have what us explorers have. You can't have our wealth. We brought you over. But you can have more than this new class, these blacks. And we've been fighting, these classes have been fighting ever since. But this was set up by the powers that be. So that Bacon Bacon and his boys won't get the real wealth. Those of you that's listening to this show, and you are, you are listening by way of a link. You click the link to listen tonight. You click the link. It's 10 o'clock. You must call the phone lines or you will be disconnected. We are only contracted to 10, so after 10, we'll keep rolling with the show as a courtesy. We always do that rollover, but just know we're only contracted to 10, so the phone line for you, I mean, the the, 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 the listen via link will end for you, so you got to call the phone number 914-205-5590. By the way, if any of you are being charged for calling that number, I would like for y'all to let me know that some kind of way, because that should not be. But anyway, I let them, when I brought this up to these ministers, folks, listen. <laughs> listen to me. Those people looked at me like they saw a ghost. They have no clue. They weren't interested in learning. They was kind of like, you know, all we need is Jesus. And I was saying, listen, it's how it started. The father doesn't acknowledge black and white. 
this was something divided. And so let me ask you a question. How can we ever be free as a people if we're going to use concepts and phrases created by man? Our people will never know who they are. Better yet, whites will never know who they are. Or I should say equally important, so-called whites will never know who they are. To this very moment on this blog, I don't even know what to call whites. Because white is a made-up concept. Who are these people? You can say they're the French, but initially the French was people from France. That's what the Father acknowledged in Genesis 10 is people based upon a regional culture. You know, people based upon region and culture. Language. This is what constituted so-called races in the Bible. But not this concept of black and white. As long as we're using that, we're going to be divided. We're going to be divided. And uh, y'all should really do that. Google that uh, Bacon Rebellion. Just type in this in YouTube. Those of you that want to research this even further. You don't have to go to YouTube, by the way. This is America's history. This is not some debatable issue. No, it's not debatable. It's called Bacon's Rebellion. It's true history of the concept of black and white. It's how it started. So the Father can't honor this in the churches. We can say, are we going to, God using the black man, God using white. Yes, he might be using us, but not under the umbrella of the white man or under the umbrella of the black man. It was something we created. Who are these people? Who are so-called Caucasians, so-called white people? I got a better one. Who are so-called African Americans? Look at us. Look at the scriptures. Is there any clue as to who we are as a people? Well, of course there is. Y'all know who the fossils are. We talk about it most of the time. We live out certain prophecies. In Deuteronomy 28, all, excuse me, all prophecies in Deuteronomy 28, all prophecies in Leviticus 26, and all prophecies where it relates to the Israelites. That's why we say about African Americans, we are Israel. The people that are ruling over us, I believe, Brother Seth believe, they are the people that the Father said he would call from the North Country over us for a season. I'm going to say this really quick. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to come back. We're going to say, uh, I'm let y'all know this final table topic. We'll hit that in a little bit, and we'll wrap up the show. Y'all bear with me here. I'm going too fast here. Forgot my train of thought just that fast. I got, I'm telling you, let's just see all of me. I can, I can function a little bit better because I have heard a talk while I'm doing other things. But when you're trying to do it all, you just forget. But it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But... Folks, listen, if we don't know who we are and we don't know why the things are happening with us, it's going to foster a kind of self-hate. It's going to foster a kind of disrespect among not just people looking at us, but from our own self. And that's why that minister made that comment about blacks, ministers being not basically was saying not as good as white ministers. That's when you make cr crazy comments like that. Of course, 
we may not be as educated as our so-called white brothers and sisters. But is that what the father looking for? The father's not going to have a system based upon money. So if you don't have money, you can't get to the father. That's not how it's going to work. The education that we need to get to the father is free. It starts with the heart. So that was another form of white supremacy is all that was. It's all that was. But, yeah, check out Bacon's Rebellion. I was saying earlier, I told you I would think of it. Uh, Go to Google. And I know everything on the internet is not tr- correct, but again, this is regular, stable, solid, foundational teachings of American history. Bacon's Rebellion, what happened, why did it happen, and the creation of the races. You can also go to YouTube, and there's a young lady I've had on my show. I, I, I played the video, audio of my show um, uh, here it is. It's a show that's named this. Just Google this. Uh, I tell you what, it's it's something to the fact that it'll say uh, Google Fosmo Stone Blog Talk Radio and then type this in. If we had never sinned, there would not be white skin. That's one. And um, or you can just type in this Blog Talk Radio Fosmo Stone White People. And I go into that concept a little deeper, and I actually play the audio where one voice of many is out here talking about it. It's a white lady, and she does a so-called white lady. See, again, I don't know what, what do you call them. And nobody know what to call white people. Nobody know what to call them. That's because white people are albinos. They originated from albinos that came through Africa. And they begin to mix among themselves like it is very true. Y'all listen to me. I know it's going to sound a little whatever. White people mix. Folks, listen. This this can happen today. Two albinos having children. And then those children have children. Let's just say a bunch of albinos left Africa. It's very realistic. In Tanzania, where they have the most albinos in the world, they are oppressed. They're put down. They're killing them in Tanzania as we speak. UN had got involved. Well, suppose they start to, to leave, like they probably should if they're killing them, and they begin to have one thing in common. They all have this lack of pigment. If they begin to mix among themselves so often after a while, they cannot no longer produce pigmentation. Why is this so hard for people to understand? So they continue to just produce blonde hair, blue eyes. Now, if they're from Africa, their hair is kinky. Well, what if they're from places like India? where their hair is the same as European. Their nose is the same as European. Their lips are the same as European. I did a show on this even. You won't be able to tell them with your natural eye from a European. Because Indians have all kinds of facial structures and looks, and yet they have that hair similar to Caucasians. Or should I say Caucasians have hair similar to them since India is older. None of these features belong to so-called white people. These are ancient, dark-skinned features. The kind, that kind of hair. The more narrow nose. The more narrow lips. These are not European features. These are features of dark-skinned people. And so is white skin. It's a feature of Dark-skinned people, something that happens every so often. I think scientists say it's a thousand births. 
dark-skinned people produce no pigment. If those people constantly mixed among themselves, you could wind up with thousands. And if they go into a region like Europe, you could wind up with millions. Why is this so hard for people to understand? It comes with all these crazy reasons as to how we became white, saying something like the sun, sunless condition calls it. Sunless conditions does not call white skin. Sunless conditions call melanated people to be lighter, but not white. White is something comes from dark-skinned people called albinism and vitiligo. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway... I begin to share things like this to these ministers, and again, I got this crazy, crazy look. Again, why? The, the, the question we've been talking about is different aspects, different experiences that happen at this McDonald's with ministers, and the question was on the table. The initial table topic was why do our leaders fight, come against knowledge? Why do they fight so to keep us in a certain mindset? We will never, ever be free as a people with this kind of mindset where white people dictate, so-called white people, dictate to us who we are, where we are, who God is, who they are. Somebody got to ask the heavy question in that is what we're doing on the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I've invited lots of guests on, and we try to talk about things that we believe the Father is saying that he can't get through in these churches. I know I talk a lot about race. I know I talk a lot about white supremacy, black inferiority, Again, the five smooth stones. And I have said a trillion times, that's not the only truth out there. There's all kinds of things. But you can get millions of teachings on faith, millions of teachings on salvation, uh, which this is a part of salvation as well. But I'm saying you can get millions of teachings on all these other things. That's what these ministers do. But the, some of the more weightier matters, or some some matters we don't teach on, and that could be why we're having the problem we're having, because you have to teach the whole council. Well, I don't use this show to teach all of the precepts and concepts of the Bible. I feel like it's already out there. So I feel like I don't need to come on here and talk about, you know, patience and, 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 and faith. But I recognize that's Ten times more important than what I'm talking about, but I also recognize what Christ said, man shall live by every word, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. And I believe these topics I talk about is in your Bible. This truth have came out of the mouth of the Father. When we talk about leprosy, that's in your Bible. You have to ask yourself, why does that... If it's a disease, why does that disease get a whole chapter in the Bible? No other disease talked about because it wasn't a disease. It wasn't something that would kill you. I'm not going to get into what it was. You have to research that on your own. Again, five from some blog talk radio, leprosy. But, folks, that's what we do on this show. We talk about things that are hard. Oftentimes, uh, we talk about things that are difficult that the Father is saying, that the Father is speaking that a lot of churches simply will not talk about. That's what's been happening tonight. That's what's been happening tonight. 
I want to play a little bit of something, so I'm take a little quick little break, and I got one more uh, table topic to kind of bring to y'all, and I promise you, you've got to hear this last one. We won't go that long with it, but you got to hear it. Again, we're just talking about various things in our community, things that affect us every single day uh, in our community. Uh, I mean, what else? What, why else should we be talking? Again, we're talking about things that affect our people, Israelites, first and foremost. As the scripture says, salvation to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. Okay? But listen, again, I'm Brother Seth, and you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network. Again, we've been doing this since 2011. 2011, trying to wake up our people, trying to attack things that... uh, that cause them to malfunction, cause them to uh, uh, stumble, you know. We're not right. We're not right as a people because a lot of us is full of uh, idolatry uh, that I call white supremacy. We're not going to be right till we talk about it and get this out of us, these lies, these deceptions. We are not going to be right. We're not going to be right. The Father arrested me years ago and showed me, even though I was operating in the gifts of the Spirit, yes, I was. Yes, I was. Many of you know me. You know I'd be lying if I say I wasn't. The Father was using me. But inside of me, I didn't know it, but I had philosophies, teachings of white supremacy. I had our white brothers and sisters in a place in my mind, in my spirit, that was pure idolatry, and I did not know it. And it was handicapping my growth like any sin does. And when I got free, he called me, I believe, to continue teaching this. So that is what's happening tonight. Check out this song. It's talking about royalty. Now, folks, listen. Royalty, when you hear him talk about kings and priests, he's, you know, the people of the Most High, Israel, is the truest definition of king that any king Europe have ever produced because these people were the most highest people. So don't think he's this, inflam- this is inflammatory uh, uh, words when he say kings and priests. We truly are kings and priests because we're his anointed. We fail, it's true, but a remnant of us is standing back up, and yes, you call those people kings and priests because they are the fathers and not somebody because they have a castle or something in Europe. Got to get it right, folks. We'll be right back. A little short break here. We'll be right back. Royalty. Royalty. Powers of the chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a light, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Whooping, she's closing with a cross in his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. But power to the chosen people, who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. Yeah. 
own children, people, royal priesthood. Yeah. That you've been called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Do you know who you are? Royalty. Once we weren't the people, now we are the people. Do you know who you are?
mean, think about it. That's royalty. I mean, for real. Wow. That's royalty, for real. If the Father is speaking through you, through your preachers, through your prophets, opening up the Red Sea, doing all kinds of stuff that he never did to no other people, that's royalty. I mean, really, really, that's royalty. That's all I mean. Think about it. How can a castle and you having all these peasants in your country and you give them to bill you this 15 bathroom, 126 room castle make you royalty? How can that compare to the royalty that that song was just talking about? No, this is royalty, Israelites, people of the Bible. All these holidays, Christmas, Easter, everything about America centers around these people, the, the scriptures, all these religions that spring, that spring out of the story of Moses, excuse me, the, the, all of the stories, but the, especially the story of Christ coming through the line of Judah. No, that's royalty, for real. So, I just try to be about truth, folks. It's all there is to it. I'm not trying to be a know-it-all or none of that. I'm just, just, I'm about truth. I don't know no other way to say it. I don't know no other way to say it. I'm about truth. I really am. We are about truth here at Five Smooth Songs. Again, folks, follow us, follow us, follow us. We have nearly 400 shows where we're talking about things that the Father is saying that you're not going to hear at a lot of our churches and educational, our religious institutions as well as our educational institutions. Uh, 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 so that's what we do, and we don't apologize. We don't apologize. We'll continue to do it, and I think those of you that have the mindset to listen that has been following us, we have over 130,000 listeners. We just finally got 130,000, 129,000 for a long time. We have over 129,000 listens. We have some shows that is near 9,000 listens all by themselves. One show, the show we said, listen to the name of this show. It says, How Do We Live As Israelites Today? That show has over nearly, I should say, eight. it's 8,934, something like that, last I checked, somewhere near there but not quite 9,000. Then we have some shows that are 6,000, some shows that are 5,000, lots of shows that have got 2,000 listens. So somebody out there is listening. And then many of you went on to go to do your own shows and to promote the same truth that the Father is saying that oftentimes you will not hear in your religious institution. So we thank you for that. Remember, y'all, if you want any of these previous shows, remember simply to Google Five Smooth Stones blog talk radio and you'll get the list of those near those nearly 400 shows okay so listen play a little sinatra in the background as we wind this show down last thing i want to bring before the, the family is the reason brother seth goes so hard with these topics especially us being israelites this is the reason why, 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 why. What's behind what you're saying? Why, 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 brother Seth? Why? Number one, without the revelation of who we are as a people, 
and while we're misfunctioning and doing the things we're doing, the father look cockeyed, or the father look racist, or the father look biased. He's looking like he's picking on us. He's looking like he's picking on non-white people. He's looking like he favors whites. Many of you actually believe he favors white people. Not knowing that the father said a long time ago, he made a covenant with Abraham that he would make his people great. And he made many promises to those people that they would rule over all the nations of the earth if they walk in if they walk in obedience, that every nation would serve them. I mean, every nation would serve these people, and he began to do all kinds of miraculous things to those people. He was very intimate with the nation of Israel. The Bible says it like this in Amos three and two, the book of Amos chapter three, verse two: Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. So I will punish you for all your transgressions. In other words, I have did some with you I haven't done to no other people. It says it. It said he was not like this with any other people. So that right there is what I mean. That's royalty. When the creator of the planet says that to you, that right there is top dog royalty on the planet. If I can say the word dog, but that's top nation. That's that's it. Baby, that's that's tops you get on the earth as far as far as the people, Israelites. And that's why we have it so so hard because we had it so 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 good for a long, long time. And many times these people deserve punishment and the Father had mercy and he because of the priests interceding, he would spare his people that deserve death over and over and over again. Well, it's no different in 2018. We're not a rich spiritual people like we should be. But he said he was going to spare a remnant of this, of this people because of his covenant with Abraham to not utterly destroy his people. That's throughout your Bible. And that's something the ministers would say about Israel, but they probably think it's the other people over across the water there. Folks, listen, that's why Brother Seth did what he do. Because the father looks suspect. He looks like he's not for us. He looks like he's always want to do something to us. Just, you know, whip us. We serve him out of fear. We serve him for the wrong reason. We serve him for we have a, we have a, a weird way to look at the father. And I'm not trying to talk down about it like I got it all together, like I got all the revelations and anything. Again, I have areas in my life, I've said it a trillion times, where some of you outshine me. I have struggles that you don't have. But it don't mean this truth ain't true. We still got to teach it. If the Father's declaring it and the church won't talk about it, somebody got to do it. And that's why you have a lot of ministers. I think the Father for blog talk and all these networks that allow people to just share because you can't get them in these churches. And that's why a lot of us won't have, don't want nothing to do with these churches. So, and I'm not knocking all the churches because they are some things that the churches do do well. You know, they are introducing us to the Father best they can. They are trying. So I don't want to throw them under the bus. We talked a lot about pastors tonight. I want to throw them under the bus because those pastors at McDonald's have been able to salvage 
our people in other areas. And I say our people are really, they're helping all types of people there at that McDonald's in other ways. But when it comes down to you, when you're making cuckoo statements like white people are better teachers, that kind of shoots you in the foot with whatever you're doing good. I know y'all understand that. So that's one reason we, we, we teach this is because the father looked biased. Another reason we teach this is because there's an anger that our people have, so-called African Americans. When I say our people, I'm talking about African Americans, Israelites. When we've seen each other malfunctioning, walking through these curses as a nation, remember, individually, if you obey the Father, you're in your house, you don't have to see any of these curses. But your nation, your people, your uncles, aunts, co-workers, where you will see will be going through this. Remember that. Brother Seth is never saying everybody in the nation is cursed. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we as a nation, in terms of us doing things together collectively as a nation, I believe we are at the final days of this curse. Now, I do believe that a lot of us are going to still suffer because we're not going to touch the most high, but he did say a remnant of us, a remnant of us, a remnant of us <laughs> will be spared if we are obedient. But once you have this revelation, you don't have this anger that we have towards each other, thinking we are just niggas. I'm talking about the way we think of each other. You don't need white people saying stuff about us. It's what we say about each other and how we feel when nobody's around towards our own selves as a people because of what we're looking at. Watching other people come over here, other nations, and being able to get themselves together, establish, move on, bring their other family members, and we're looking at this. It does set a type of, uh, let me say it like this, the scripture says, hope deferred, hope deferred, make it the heart sick. And that's kind of what this is. When we see all these other nations come over and prosper in America, we've been here all the time, it makes our heart sick. And some of us just don't want to tolerate black folk. We don't want to marry black folk. We want to date black folk. We don't want to live around black folk. We don't want to, because we don't understand why we're malfunctioning. And even I, I don't want to be around a lot of this, but at least I understand why we're doing it. And I can love us and I can see the royalty even behind the curse. I know we truly are Israel. Somebody might say, so what? You're going through all this. Well, I'm going to say it like one white lady said. I would give my arm, my right arm, this white girl said on, on, on YouTube, I would give my right arm to be an Israelite. And she know, she was talking about the curses. We are somebody, folks. I'm sitting in, we are somebody. We are royalty. Dysfunctioning, misfunctioning, true, at the bottom of society, true, true, true. And we, we've got to turn to the most high. We've got to turn to him. And that's what another thing I say almost, I say every single show. So it's not enough just to be, you know, just royalty, you know, bathing and bashing. I mean, bashing and uh, what the word I'm looking for. Just not enough to celebrate the the, the the flesh. And I've said this a trillion times. Who you are in the spirit, now that Christ has come and accepting him and being born again, this is 15 trillion times more important than who we are in the flesh. But I tell you one thing, 
like I was when I was arrested by the father because of being a white supremacist. Again, the father arrested me, mentally, spiritually speaking, because I was operating in white supremacy as a born-again believer. You can be a born-again believer, and you are better off to have that than knowing you are an Israelite. But you will not understand our people. You will have this anger and this disrespect that others have towards us looking at us malfunctioning because they don't understand. You will have that same anger and anxiety and frustration with our people without this revelation. That's why I talk the way I do. That's why I teach the way I do. Another reason this is important, I'm going to wrap this show up, actually. I have one other thing I was going to get into, but it's, it's pretty much, I kind of hit it earlier. Another thing is, we now know beyond a shadow of doubt that we're Israelites, and that that we're Israelites, that means this is Babylon. And if we're Babylon, that means that the Father has called these people from the north, which just so happened, they did come from the north, to oppress us. He said in many, many scriptures that he would call a nation from the north to rule over us. That's who whites are. They're not whites, so-called whites, like we say. That's why I always say so-called. They're, they're not a people of any region. They they are a cluster of people from various thousands of years ago, if not hundreds of years ago. I don't really know the actual time, but I know, based on what I'm looking at, because they have all of our features, that they had to have been albinos having migrated up north, mixing among themselves exclusively among themselves for a long, long time until they became millions. So they they don't have a nationality. You can't say to anybody. Now the scripture should make sense when it says, Israel provoked you to jealousy by those who are not a people. One more time. I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. Meaning, there's no famous people like the Israelites or the Jebusites. I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. And that's in Deuteronomy 28, excuse me, 32 and 21, where the Father says that, as well as Romans 11 11. So anyway, we know that white people can't be blamed for our state. If the Father said, these things will happen, I will bring a nation from the north, they will scatter you, and they will sleep with your wives. That's what the scriptures say, and you will not be able to rise. One scripture say, one scripture say, you won't enjoy your children because they'll be taken captivity. Again, if you're obedient to the Father, you won't see these things. You're not supposed to see these things if you're obedient. This is not for you individually, those that have a relationship, but we're talking about those in the nation that don't, which is going to be the bulk of the nation, which I, which I believe that's what we're going through right now. It says, there will be this people from the north. Talked about this again. I've talked about this again on this show many times. I'm not going to go into it too deep, but I will just say this. Jeremiah 115, remember Moses said in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, that these things were going to be upon Israel forever. Forever and ever and ever. Whatever Israel went through in Bible times, all those ancient scriptures. I say this every week because i got to keep saying it. Whatever Israel went through in those ancient times, they were to repeat over and over and over and over and over and over again. So when you see all those ancient stories, just don't think it's just for that time. Today, they are doing whatever they did in those ancient scriptures. Today, Israelites, wherever they're at, 
their priests is behaving like those priests did back in those ancient times today. They're repeating. They're repeating. They're repeating over and over and over. So the Father said he would bring this nation from the north, and he says in Jeremiah 1.15, he will call all of the families. He used the word A-L-L, all the families of the north, all the families of the north. So everything north of Israel has been called by the Most High, ordained by the Most High to come down to Israel and not just take Jerusalem, but take the planet. The Bible says nobody will, nobody will escape them in Joel Jer- 2. Joel 2, when he says he's going to pour the Spirit upon all flesh, that was, that was, that's what happened in the book of Acts when the apostles began to speak in tongues and everybody in the upper room. But while he's talking about pouring out his Spirit, he also talks about something else is happening, a wicked nation going to come. There's never been a nation like them. He said there's never been a nation like them that's, that he's going to send. When he pours out his Spirit upon all flesh, and they get the Holy Spirit, something else is going to happen with these people coming from the north. And he says something very strange. There will not be anything like this. There's never been a people like this, and there will never be another people like this for many generations. So it's going to happen again. Wicked people like this that's coming, when I pour out my spirit upon the saints, and these wicked people come from the north, there's nothing that ever happened like this before. And it won't happen again like this for many generations. So it's going to happen again. These people, we believe today, that scripture is fulfilled. This is those people again for many generations he spoke of. A lot of y'all didn't know that. That's in the book of Joel. So this truth is needed because we no longer blame white people as the culprits. In other words, and, and if you do think white people is behind all of our oppression, that's, a, that's, that's, that's feeding into white supremacy, saying they're more powerful than the most high, or they're more powerful than us. They're not. The Father has used them as his belt for a season, and that season has come to an end. 2019 is 400 years. This all has come to an abrupt end. I do, I do think that you still have to have that heart of the Father in order to walk in the salvation that he has. I do think a lot of our people won't enjoy their salvation. But I do think the power, there's a changing of the guards with regards to the power come 2019. But uh, around this time, maybe 20 years, some people arguing back and forth this till, till the year. But I do think it's come to an end. Now, whites will only be judged because the Bible did predict also that they would take our oppression too far. Another reason this, this revelation is important is because, and I'm wrapping this show up. This is the final things I'm going to say here, folks. Another reason this is important is the word of the, of, the, of of Yah or the word of the Father is very confusing. If you keep those people in Israel as the Jews and you're trying to understand Bible prophecy, the word is very, very confusing with us and what we're going through if you don't slide us in those scriptures. I'm going to say it again. If you don't, if you're one of the people that say, Brother Seth, I don't know. I just don't buy it. Okay, you don't have to buy it. Just study it and ask the Father, is it so? And if so, how do you implement it in your life? Just be, have that, do it like anything else you study. You know, study it, not anything else you study. I don't want to say that, but ask the Father, is it so? And how do you implement it in your life? What does it mean for you and yours? Because I did come across your path, right? And the scripture says, a righteous man's steps are ordered of 
the Lord, right? Isn't that what the scriptures say? You come across this program. Well, I think your steps are ordered of the Father. I believe it. Why did you come across this program, listener? So this is some, something you need to pray about. But the word of Yah, or the word, the scriptures, the Bible, is very controversial, very, um, almost con- contradicts itself in a sense, because it says, here's one contradiction really quickly. There's lots of them, though. If you keep the wrong people in this prophecy, those in Israel, as the Jews, and us not the Jews, both, if you don't understand us, you're going to end up hating us, or not maybe hating blacks, but you'll have low self-esteem, or you'll if you're an Israelite, you, you, you might not respect yourself. And if you're not an Israelite looking at black folks, you may abuse them because you don't understand why they're malfunctioning. The word of the Father is going to seem like it's not, you know, because it don't work for the, the African Americans. They're reading their Bible. They're going to church. They're more spiritual than us. I'm talking about a white person looking on, perhaps, or another nation looking on. They're looking at us and they're saying they're spiritual. They're spiritual. How come they don't have this? How come they don't have that blessing? And it's going to make the word of God look like it's not working for African Americans if you don't know the Israelites. And then you're going to go over to Jews and say, well, the Bible says if they disobey, they're going to suffer. They're not suffering. They're ruling over everybody. So that's not going to make sense to you. You're going to be confused. So the word of, of the Father is in jeopardy. I'm serious. You know that's right. Another reason it's important is the people over in the Middle East is killing each other. Gaza Strip, this could end that. If the world knew who the true Jews are, and they knew it and accepted it, sooner or later, the change, changing of the guards will happen in Israel, and that is happening as we speak. We went into that on other, on other shows. The last thing I think is important, um, and there's other reasons, but another thing I'll say, and it'll, it'll be the last thing I'll have to show up, is nations of the world are looking to support and be blessed by their support of the true Jews. They need the blessing, and they're supporting the people in Israel, so they can't be blessed, because they're supporting the oppressors. That's what the Father called as our belt. And then we need the support of those nations, because we are truly Israel. And a remnant of us is going to one day return to that land that's already happening, and so we need that support. We need that protection they will provide because we won't even need an army. So many nations is wanting to obey the Father, and they are out of position because they don't know who the true Jews are. And they are making fun of African Americans in America and abusing them. Some of them are coming to this country, and they don't know why we may function. They are, they're, they're, they're part of the blood-sucking of our monies, in our own community, setting up shop in our community, and they are abusing us because they don't know who we are. Oh, yes, this message is important. Five Smooth Stone is important. Don't play it short. Don't play us short. This is so serious. I am so serious. So, again, folks, again, I can just go on and on and on with that. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, my goodness. Well, listen, my favorite song for a long time has been Waymaker because truly the Father has made a way. And you'll hear Sinatra say Jesus 
We've already talked about what that means. She is calling on the Most High, Yah of Israel. And so I'm going to play this song, and we're going to wrap the show up. Uh, stay tuned for next week's uh, show. Information will be coming. I'll be posting it on the site. Remember, you can go to Blog Talk Radio. Um, and you remember, you can go to Google and uh, Google Blog Talk Radio 5 Smoothstone to get all of our shows. We talk about all kind of things that the Father is saying. That may be controversial, whatever that word means. It just means a lot of times folks just don't want to deal with truth, and they call it controversial. It's what the Father is saying, and we just a lot of our people just in rebellion don't want to talk about it until the and until they get that knowledge. Christ said, "Man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father." We don't have all the truth here. Never said that. Never taught that. But what we have is from the Father, and Christ said, Christ said. Christ said, man shall live or thrive by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. So you're going to need this truth. You don't have to want to accept it right now. But in order to be free, like Christ was talking about, you're going to need all this information. you got children. They're going to be asking you questions. Keep on ignoring them. Keep preaching. You preachers keep on not wanting to deal with this topic. Just keep on. Your members are going to grow. They'll grow because you've got the most essential truth, but they're going to be handicapped. They can have a funny walk. Let me not be able to raise your hand all the way. But they are walking. <laughs> anyway, I love every single one of you. I love every single one of you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night.
up your hands, let's sing it to him. Just them, come on, way make him. your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.